Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, Postables and Hallmarkies. Welcome to the Deliver Me a Podcast, an offshoot of Hallmarkies Podcast. I am your host today, Cami Clements, and I am joined by my wonderful co host, Jess. Hello, everybody. We're missing Casey today. She's at a family thing. So mwah, we love you, Casey. But we have Mrs. Caitlin Castellucci herself. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Brooke Nevin. Hi, Brooke. Uh, hi, Cami. Hi, Jess. I'm so happy to be here today. Thank you for having me. We are so happy to have you. You're looking well. You doing all right? I'm doing well, quarantine? yeah. Yes, yes. Um, uh, I was really excited when you said there was an option where I could see your faces because I'm like, <laughs> what? I need to see some people. <laughs> Human interaction. Human, I was just going to say that. Human interaction. <laughs> One for the win today. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we, we have been in quite the little bubble. Um, and, you know, it's sort of getting used to a weird new norm. And, um, but, yeah, thank goodness for Zoom and for technology. Amen. There's yeah. only so much conversation I can take with nine and under. <laughs> <laughs> Jess will tell you. I'll call her and yes. say, Jess, I need adult conversation, please. <laughs> so have you been doing anything particular to keep you busy? Have, have well, there been any specific activities that you've done? It's been so funny because, I mean, as a mom of, you have four children? Four so, children, yeah. Yeah, as a mom of four, you're like, oh, I need some adult interaction. But I've actually been... Um, getting in touch with my child, my inner child, because, um, you know, a lot of my closest friends have little kiddos. And I realized that, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of this time has been like just imagination and, and fun child's play. Like the other day I, I, um, I had my friend's little less than two month old baby and we were in, um, her, his older brother's room. And, you know, we were having a staff meeting with Captain America and Iron Man and, um, you know, pressing the magical <laughs> button that was changing our costumes for whatever, you know, mass crusade or caper that we had to, you know, plan for next. So, um, that's part of it. I've also been studying Daniel Tiger because apparently, <laughs> um, I am my friend's three-year-old's she thinks that I'm Daniel Tiger. <laughs> Maybe it's the outfit you have on. It kind of well, looks like a... <laughs> on the phone. So this is one example where Zoom oh, does okay. not work. So my my friend's little girl calls me, and I, you know, I'm I'm Daniel Tiger. So we have conversations. So I've ha I had to watch enough of the show so that I knew who all the characters were. Because God forbid she asked me something about Margaret, and I'm like, "Who's Margaret?" And she's like, "That's her sister, silly," you know. Um, <laughs> So, so we've been having uh, random phone calls, uh, you know, every other day and, um, you know, she'll, she'll tell me about, you know, what a, a three-year-old gets up to, like building a block tower or, 
uh, making pizza, you know, whatever exciting thing is happening that day. Absolutely. uh, And we're pen pals. So, you know. (laughs) And then I've also been, um, I have another friend up in Canada who has three little kiddos and we've been having, um, we've been creating a book together. So we'll FaceTime and they'll tell me what's going on in their book. And then, uh, and then based on each, you know, uh, part of their story, I will draw a page for them that they'll get to like write out their story and color in the picture. So my quarantine has been strangely, wow. like extremely kid focused, but I think it's because I don't have kids yet. So it's yeah. like, <laughs> and then spurts. And so I've been, I've been on anti-duty and it's, and it's made me um, pretty happy actually. Oh, that's yeah. wonderful. I love that. <laughs> okay. One thing for Daniel Tiger conversations, okay. very yeah. important. Yes. Grown ups come back. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, don't if you- know. See, I need to know all the songs. I, I, um, you know, I know the potty song very well. There you go. Um, <laughs> because, oh, well, I'm, because when my friend was, um, she, she had her little baby, um, a month, like a month and a half ago. And so we, because of quarantine, her and her husband, you know, went to the hospital, but sure. he couldn't leave. Like if he was in, that's it. Like he had to mm-hmm. stay in the hospital until they had their little baby. So we had their four-year-old. And so my, my boyfriend and I, we had like our crash course in, in being parents, which was <laughs> quite a delightful. There were a lot of pillow forts and a lot of Pixar, which I have to say, thank goodness for Pixar. Yeah. <laughs> and um, talk about great movies though. I'm like watching it. I'm like, <laughs> we're watching it and I'm just like, oh my God. That's literally Bond is just, uh, um. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, so yeah, we watched, uh, it, you know, and he was learning how to, you know, get, get to do the potty. So I had to learn the potty song. <laughs> there you go. Very important. <laughs> very, very important. <laughs> milestones in life. So, but uh, yes, I, I will have to grownups come back. Grownups come back. That's, that's one that my kids really like, because if I'm leaving to go somewhere, mommy, I'm gonna miss you. I'm like, Grown ups come back. I'll be right back. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> it's it's good for dropping off at school and stuff yeah. like that when that happens. <laughs> it's an idea of like I said, through music, through song. You know, it's it, it's such a wonderful way to learn lessons and to it is um, to normalize or, or have like a, a comforting repeating refrain that mm-hmm. we remember. Right. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask you if you've been binging any shows, but apparently you've been binging Daniel Tiger. Yeah. <laughs> you might be the first Daniel one who said Tiger. that. <laughs> um, I mean, I started Zoe's uh, Extraordinary Playlist. Um, I blasted through The Mandalorian. Oh. Yeah, which which is, is, is new for me because I didn't actually really grow up with Star Wars. Um, <gasps> yes, this is right. So, this, so when I was like, I mean, I don't know if I like it, and then I started walk, watching it, and then like the score came on, and like boom, 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 and I was just like, oh, I'm in, I'm so in. So, <laughs> so you know, binge that, and then I binged through all of the making of episodes that are just <gasps> fascinating. Uh, and then uh-huh. later on today, I might be on a like a, a Zoom conference uh, talking to one of the the tech advisors that did all of the miniature work and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Wow. <laughs> These are going to be really cool. So I'm all about like learning all like the volume, 
it's worth if you can it's worth like binging through all the making of because the video game engine that they use to create the worlds behind them and then that something they use called pre-visual previs to pretty much block out every episode with the directors before they even got to set is just fascinating to me and i'm i'm starting i, I just directed my first movie in November last Ooh. year. Oh, that's fantastic. That's exciting. So seeing things now through the lens of creation and just all of the things that go into, you know, planning the visual aspects of storytelling now are, it's just mm -hmm. so fun to jump into. So that's totally nerd alert. <laughs> <laughs> so I was raised on Star Wars. Okay. I, I was watching I was watching the original trilogy before I knew what was happening. So you know when when Empire Strikes Back ends and will they or won't they find Han? I was like, yeah, they do. You know? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't remember watching any of them for the first time. And so Jess knows what a Star Wars nerd I am. So I have do. a lot of patching up to do. So this is what I want to do you suggest should I go back? Because I've seen bits and pieces of Star Wars, but I, this is the thing. I felt like, you know, when everybody binge watched um, Breaking Bad, and I was so behind it, I was like, I don't know if I can start now because I'd have to like really catch up. Like I'd have to, like everybody's done talking about it, so I would have nobody to talk about it with. Of course, now I would be able to talk about anybody was like anybody would talk to me about Star Wars. Um, but do you suggest that I go back and watch the original three, or should I watch it in chronological order? Original three first. Okay. Original three first, definitely. Yeah. Uh, but so when I got on to get ready for your interview. I accidentally left Disney Plus up on my computer. <laughs> and so I put on my headphones and I'm getting ready and I'm waiting for I'm waiting for Jess to come on. And then all of a sudden, bah, 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 bah. I'm like, Jess, not funny. <laughs> oh wait, that's not Jess. <laughs> <laughs> I had totally left Disney Plus up because we were watching Star Wars and I thought Jess was playing a prank. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea for a prank, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay. <laughs> so yes, original three, then go back and watch the prequels. Okay. And then go back and watch uh, seven, eight, and nine. Right. Okay. Got it. Yeah, I've got a lot of catching up to do. Totally. <laughs> Actually, you know what you should do? You should watch the original trilogy, then watch the prequels, then watch the original trilogy again, then watch the, then watch <laughs> like, the I've got my, my viewing schedule like keyed up. You now. are good. August. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, usually when we have uh, actors come on, we like to know a little bit about how you got into acting. So would you share your story of what kind of got you into this field? And Sure. I mean, I, I was one of those kids that always loved, you know, musicals and dancing and, and singing. And so um, my grade school years were all, you know, taking piano lessons and, and doing our, our musicals. Um, I had sort of a strange false start in the biz when I was like seven or eight, where I almost got an agent. And then they had me go and like crash a Rice Krispies commercial and it just sort of like didn't work out and um and then um and then for some reason I well so my mom and I used to love watching beauty pageants and so for some reason on my bucket list it was to do a beauty pageant so 
I did that. And then it led to like Barbizon modeling school, which oh. um, I never actually graduated guys. I mean, I think I can do a pretty <laughs> good three point turn. Um, I think you're good. Think but plucking my eyebrows kind of like scarred me for a little bit. It was very like, that was like a big deal. It's like I came home like, mom, they I can't imagine why. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I think, you know, I was a really scholastic kid. So there was like strange modeling homework that you had to do. I'm like, I don't have time for my modeling homework. I've got to do my actual homework. <laughs> so I never actually graduated, um, but that's fine. During this strange modeling school, there were a couple of on-camera classes and I was like, oh, forget like wearing clothes, I want to be on camera and tell stories. Um, and so I guess by the time I was about 13, I was begging my mom to get me an agent because I was like, you know, time is ticking, yeah. <laughs> getting old, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need to get my in. Um, and so, uh, so she helped me do that. And um, I got an agent when I was 13. Um, and and just started auditioning and learning and taking classes. And um, I think, I, yeah, I got my first job when I was 13 and my first series when I was 15. Um, wow. Yeah, so at, at 15, oh, well, I got my first movie also. I think maybe I was 14 at the time. And I, I was a huge fan of Reese Witherspoon. Uh, and uh, I don't know if you ever saw this movie. She did a movie called A Far Off Place with Ethan <gasps> I love that movie. So sad. So amazing. Yes, yes it is. It so is when incredible. I was 14, I got to do a movie that I think it, uh, I think it would have maybe aired on Lifetime, but it was a movie of the week with Gregory Harrison. <gasps> oh, awesome. My dad. Well, I played his daughter. <laughs> Um, and it was a story of a, a widowed father with two kids, and he gets a job to uh, be the helicopter pilot for a, uh, a park in Zimbabwe. And so I got a, to go as a 14-year-old, travel to Africa, and, wow. and basically play my version of what Reese Witherspoon did in A Far Off Place, and we got to, you know, play with animals and oh my um, take these amazing helicopter rides over um, the African Savannah. And um, we got to see Victoria Falls and we got to like run from poachers and um, <laughs> my co-star was a baby elephant. Oh. It was a dream. So, you know, there are a couple of things that happened to me early on in my career that was like, wait, I get to do this for the rest of my life. <laughs> um, it hasn't all been that amazing, uh, of course, but, you know, m some of these experiences uh, in my career early on just were really magical and really mm -hmm. set up the idea that um, to be able to tell stories and to travel the world and to, to meet people and expand our um, worldview is, is just so important and such an amazing way to, to, to live life. Um, yeah. And then I came home and then learned how to morph into animals. Animorphs. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and they just, they just announced that, um, the company, uh, picture start is going to do a live action version, a movie finally, which fans have been looking forward to for a long time. And, uh, it's in good hands. So are you going to make a cameo? That is not up to me. I wish it were. I'd love <laughs> to make a cameo. Um, it was such a, a big part of my life as a teen. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, I would love to. Yeah, I think they awesome. should. 
<laughs> I think they should have you. <laughs> Um, so you mentioned Reese Witherspoon. Is there anyone else who was like a big influence in the industry or that you really looked up to, especially, you know, starting out as a younger, younger kid in the industry? Um, I mean, I, I, looking up, I mean, I know right now for sure. I mean, some of the performances and actresses that have, um, I, I love comedy as much as drama and actresses like Emily Blunt and Rachel McAdams Mm -hmm. have done such an amazing job of, of of going in between comedy and drama um mm-hmm. so that amount of um variety and acting roles um and genres is is amazing to me um um gosh i'm trying to think uh julianne moore i loved um i remember being a young woman and watching far from heaven and just being like completely captivated by that movie mm-hmm. um yeah, I mean, Shawshank Redemption was a favorite movie of mine, even though, you know, I was a, a young, you know, 20 year old. Um, yeah, there's so so many movies. I mean, um, yeah, I talk a lot about Chicago and um, there's just, so, I mean, there's so many movies that have, uh, you know, been amazing um teachers in terms of genre and um stories so many <laughs> it's hard to like <laughs> get the, the other oh yeah yeah well you mentioned musicals yes <laughs> <laughs> and um in this podcast team jess is a big musical junkie i mean uh (laughs) (laughs) no i'm the musical junkie (laughs) uh so what what were some of the musicals that you've been a part of what's your favorite musical what's your favorite song that you would love to perform one day oh that's a good question um so yeah i mean musicals growing up that was my entranceway and entryway into performing. I, I never got to do it in a, in a level that is like semi-professional, but I mean, in, in, in high school and in grade school musicals, I mean, I was all about that. Um, and we had an amazing program at school where we got to see musicals, um, at a young age. So in, in fourth grade, I got to see Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Um, and then I would play that music on repeat. I knew the words <laughs> to every single song. I think I probably, I mean, I, I memorized all of like the the dialogue in between. I mean, I just, I knew it frontwards and backwards. Um, and then Wait, wait, wait. Well, I guess I don't know the song so well anymore. Drew back the curtain to see for certain. I had to do it. I had to do it just (laughs) once. Just once. Had to get her going singing. Oh, my God. Um, so we had our, our choir, our school choir got to audition, um, as one of the, the choral, uh, groups on, on the sides at the musical and we got to the finals and we were so pumped and (laughs) we're all wearing our, our, you know, colored shirts and, um, and we didn't make it, but it did put the bug in me. And then, um, the next year we saw Phantom of the Opera 
and um, another one that I love. Um, oh my gosh. Da, 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 da. One second, one second. Um, I thought that each important thing was a token of my esteem. Gosh, what is uh, what is that one? Uh, um, um, I, uh, Luck be a lady tonight. Guys and dolls. Guys and dolls. So we did guys and dolls in high school. Sorry, my brain's a little. Oh wow! <laughs> I was in guys, guys and dolls in college. There you go. I was one of the hot box dolls. Oh, um, I was one of the mission. I, I was one of the okay. mission crew, so I, I had a little instrument or something. <laughs> I could never do that role because that voice is such a high soprano. There's no oh, way to, to do the lead, yeah. Yeah. But, um, gosh, if I could, I mean, that, that um, there's so many, if I were a bell, that's such a fun song. It's such a beautiful you know, falling in love song. Um, <laughs> see, this is the thing. I love musicals, but I do not have an encyclopedic knowledge of them. That's where my uh. guy comes in because he can make <laughs> a new song. He has a memory for lyrics that just blows my mind. He, at any yeah. random, like we'll be making dinner and he'll just start singing. You know, <laughs> and, I love it. I love it. I love it. Our, you know, um, so, uh, yeah. Can you just take a sample of that and mail it to me so I can inject yeah. it into my <laughs> husband? <laughs> like, can we just inject this into you, honey? Put it in your yeah. memory. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, that was sort of my way into performing was, um, you know, I think in sixth grade we did this amazing, um, it was like a compendium of all, all sorts of different uh, musical genres. Then we did Pirates of Penzance another year. And then we had so many girls, of course, that wanted to be in <laughs> musical. I think instead of like 11 daughters, there were like 18. <laughs> um, yeah. And what else did I love? Um, That's wonderful. Yeah. I mean, oh my goodness. Les Mis, of course, and Evita. Of course. Yeah. I think Evita was like, it, when I was a young teen going into, there was something about that exuberance of getting to a new city and like um that song where she sings watch out when i saw rays you want to know what you're gonna get from me just a little bit of star quality there's something about that I was like that's my song <laughs> i think you could totally pass for evita do the right kind of hairstyle you could totally pass for evita i mean i i might you know, leave that to somebody who actually is from South America, but. Okay, point taken, but. <laughs> I mean, not that Madonna, I mean, she's got Italian in her, but, you know, but she did, I thought she did a, an amazing job in the movie version. That was a long time ago. I remember going yeah. and seeing that, yeah. In the theater, me too. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> yep. All right, so unfortunately, we got to switch gears, but we're switching them to Hallmark. Okay. So. <laughs> so let's talk about some of your Hallmark projects. Yes. So uh, now we had we had one question. Come yeah. dance at my wedding with John Schneider. Yeah. Was that 
a Hallmark? Yes, it was always it was. a Hallmark movie. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. okay. Yeah, we weren't sure if it was an acquisition. Uh, yeah. Or not. No, I'm pretty sure it was. It was always supposed to be Hallmark. Because yeah. that was that was your first Hallmark was job, wasn't it? One. Yes, it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That I bet that I saw it long time ago when it when it first aired. I saw it. I said, "Oh, this is such a it sweet." It was movie. so fun, and I, um, you know, I had to learn a couple of dances to like had to learn a little bit of cha-cha and then we had an instructor that taught us the waltz oh my goodness i've never been that sore like having to keep, <laughs> the, the, keep your posture up <laughs> oh my goodness the carriage that you have to keep and like the tilt yeah. of the head and the uh-huh. so the woman that we had teaching us was like a like a champion ballroom dancer and i just oh, wow. remember watching her like <sighs> I wish I could move like that. <laughs> Amazing. Um, but I continued loving, uh, you know, partner dance and I dabble in it now and again. I love salsa and bachata. And um, I had started to learn, you know, before COVID. Well, actually last fall. Then, and then I was directing and that just took up my whole world. But I had started to learn some cha-cha. But like ballroom cha-cha, it's really hard, guys. It's yeah. Really hard. I was like, ah. I know Cha Cha, like one, two. No, 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 it's very challenging, but I, you know, I have the videos. I'm, I'm, I've, you know, I've got to make my, my, um, Cha Cha teacher Bata Hung proud by getting back into it and maybe one day. <laughs> now I took a social dance class and yeah, Cha Cha was not Ooh. just swaying the hips and going one, two, cha, cha, cha. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's so much more than that. Um, it's its own language. I mean, it is. Yeah. Um, but I, I love all the partner dances. I love two-stepping. I went to, to Austin um, to do a pilot once and I, I went to the Broken Spoke and all of these amazing um, partner dancing uh, uh, dance halls. So that to me is fun. I think, I think what I love about it is, you know, you go out salsa dancing or bachata or two-stepping um, and people really are just there to dance. And it's such a beautiful, like you, you know, stand there and you see somebody and you're like, Hey, would you like to dance? And then you do, and you get to, you know, there's something kind of just pure and lovely about it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey Hallmarkies. It's Casey. And I just wanted to share a quick word from today's sponsor, HelloFresh. Get fresh, pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door with HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh lets you skip those trips to the grocery store and makes home cooking fun, easy, and affordable. HelloFresh's recipes are so delicious. They offer so many recipes to choose from each week to help you break out of your recipe rut. There is something for everyone including low calorie vegetarian family friendly recipes and more my kids have loved every single hello fresh meal we've had and we've had variations of burgers and pastas and flatbreads and they tend to gobble it right up and that's great news for me because that means no one's fighting me at the dinner table HelloFresh also saves so much time and stress because HelloFresh offers contactless delivery right to your doorstep for easy home cooking with the family. Everything is planned out and pre-measured, which saves me so much time and energy. And because HelloFresh sends pre-portioned ingredients, 
That means there's less prep for you and less food waste, which helps you eat more sustainably. HelloFresh is also committed to giving back. And that's one thing I just love about HelloFresh, America's number one meal service. They are committed to making fresh, delicious food available now more than ever, and they have taken extra steps to keep employees and customers safe. I love that HelloFresh donated over 2.5 million meals to charity in 2019, and this year they are committed to stepping that up and giving even more amid the recent pandemic. I am so excited to share that HelloFresh is giving you $80 off today if you use our code. So go to HelloFresh.com slash 80Hallmarkies and use code 80Hallmarkies to get a total of $80 off, including free shipping on your first box. Additional restrictions apply, but please visit HelloFresh.com for more details. Again, go to HelloFresh.com slash 80Hallmarkies and use code 80Hallmarkies to get a total of $80 off, including free shipping on your first box. Additional restrictions apply, of course, but please visit HelloFresh.com for more details. I am so excited to see what you guys get with your HelloFresh. Let us know at Hallmarkies Podcast on Instagram and at Hallmarkies Pod on Twitter. Now back to our show. And then you've had quite the Christmas run. Yeah, <laughs> lots of Christmas. Holy moly. I mean, we got the Christmas cure, the 12th day of Christmas, jingle around the clock. I have to tell you, out of those three, that's uh, on the 12th day of Christmas is my personal favorite. I just, oh, you you and Robin, oh, I, was, I was in tears oh. or... Oh, the entire movie. <laughs> no, when I got that script, um, I was like, I was telling my boyfriend, like, babe, this movie's made for me because I'm really quite crafty. I have my own little craft, you know, drawer of all sorts of things. And so, did the, you get to help make any of the props? No, I didn't. I mean, <sighs> I, that would have been right up my alley. But the people that did it, they were, I mean, I was like, I couldn't have done this better myself. I was like, yeah, this is so beautiful. Oh, yeah. They were gorgeous. No, they were gorgeous, you know? And that, I mean, like, that sort of thing is so important to me. Uh, um, so when I saw it, I was like, oh. Um, but just reading it and the fact that that's how she, you know, expresses her love and her um, her wish to to open up the magic of Christmas again. It was just such a beautiful way to do that. And the fun little sayings and the poetry, it was just, it was really charming. I loved it. Oh, yeah. And one thing that I really loved is the chemistry was so easy. Mm -hmm. It was so easy flowing between the two of you and just you playing the 19-year-old shy girl and then, uh, what do I do with this? Okay, I'll roll with it. But then where is he? You know, (laughs) it's just... I, I thought I thought that the chemistry between the two of you was so easygoing oh, and so you. natural. It well, just and Robin's such an easy guy to be around. He's got a great sense of humor. He does not take himself too seriously at all. That's um, nice. <laughs> he recently went to he had a birthday party and it was a crazy wig birthday party. So you just had to come in a ridiculous wig and it was like, I am so there. Um, <laughs> so, you know, and I think that that easiness and that sense of humor translates too. It makes it easy to, you know, share a screen with someone like that. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, I am. I'm newer to Hallmark, so I haven't seen many of the Christmas movies besides the ones last year. But for anyone listening, I believe both Jingle Around the Clock and On the Twelfth Day of Christmas are re-airing as part of Christmas in July. So if you're like me and haven't seen them, set your DVRs because they're coming back. Um, but yeah, so speaking of all these Hallmark projects, do you have a favorite of the Hallmark uh, movies that you've done? Oh, do I have a favorite? Um, you know, it's funny, a lot of, uh, I mean, what I love, uh, well, okay, about Sign Seal Delivered, um, sometimes I have like lovely memories attached to that as well. So Sign Seal Delivered happened, we were filming it during my 10-year kiss anniversary with my boyfriend. And so while we were filming, this was very sweet. Kevin McGarry helped me find a trumpet player. Um, and wow. I had them stationed at a street corner in Gastown when I was taking my boyfriend to a restaurant for dinner that night. <laughs> and they played a, a Kiss to Build a Dream On. And Aww. so it was just like... <laughs> It, it just felt like so in the vein of like Sign So Delivered too. Like, yeah. Um, so th- I have like, sometimes I have like uh, personal memories that are attached to these lovely experiences. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, but um, I mean, uh, the people that I've gotten to work with, I loved working with Patrick Dempsey for The Christmas mm-hmm. Cure. And um, Jingle Around the Clock was really special to me because it was based on a, an, on a story that I sold to Hallmark. And so- Oh, oh uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so I got to, I was also wearing the hat of an executive producer and got to have a hand in shaping story, which was honestly was one of the, was one of the experiences that has led me to feeling confident um, to start directing. So that to yeah. me was huge um, and um, so that was very special. And um, I think sometimes, you know, when you go from a seat of an idea and then you're on set and you're playing the character and you realize like, oh my gosh, this started with an idea. And then you see that everyone's there. I think the amount of gratitude that was just like, I was just sw- like swelling with gratitude and appreciation of every single person's contribution from you know, hair and wardrobe to the other actors, to the people that were shoveling snow to make it look like it was, you know, Christmas in the middle of October in Vancouver. (laughs) It's just, you know, um, it just, you really understand at that point, everything that needs to go into making that magic happen on screen, Mm because it's such a group collaborative effort. I don't think she's got a favorite, Jess. It's hard to pick, especially with Hallmark, and you got the, like, the Christmas ones are so magical, and I really love to do, like, a romance movie that's not Christmas. Oh, do you have, like, one of the um, seasons of Hallmark that you, like, would would really like to do? Yeah, that would be fun. Well, all, or you heard it here, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) It's time. It's a spring fling. There we go. <laughs> we'll start pitching that. There you go. We'll start pitching it. <laughs> well, uh, do you have any upcoming projects so far that you can talk about? I know that things are still kind of yeah, getting going. 
strange right now, but um, I have been uh, working with two other writers um, to develop some projects for Hallmark. So, Great. you know, uh, we're, we're hoping that Hallmark will, will like these ideas. And um, obviously if that's a go, then I would, you guys would be the first I could let know. Um, but so those things are in development um, with a, a hope that they could turn into something. Um, and then, you know, uh, I, I'm planning on directing again. Um, so that's in the works, but you know, a little bit on pause right now, just in this moment that we're in. Um, uh, it was a very different experience because it's a, like a, a lifetime thriller. So ah. the other hmm. opposite end, um, right. <laughs> but very fun to direct. And I would love to direct a Hallmark movie at some point too. So that's, that's sort of on the, uh, the, the bucket list and things that I would love to do in the near future. Um, I have a show, I'm in a show that's currently airing called Council of Dads on NBC. Um, and it's a family show. Um, I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the finale episode premieres next week. Um, and then, and then that's it. We, we just found out that it's just a, a one season offering, mm -hmm. but it is, you know, a, a, it's a very touching story of a family, um, coming together, um, and dealing with, with losing the dad of the family and, um, collecting three other men in their lives that form this council of dads so that they, uh, show up for the, the children in, in this family, the Perry family, um, and I play one of the dad's daughters. So not in the Perry family, not the main family, but um, there's a really special storyline between myself and an actor, Michael O'Neill, and um, who plays Larry on the show. And um, that was just a really special experience for me. It sounds like it. Yeah. All right. Here we go with okay, what the postables want to hear. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> Time for sign sealed delivered. <laughs> Time for sign sealed delivered, people. <laughs> so now this was only your second Hallmark yes. job. So mm -hmm. and there were several years in between. So it was almost kind of like your first because it got you going into the stint of yes. Hallmark. Yes, it did. So yeah. tell us about that. Um well, I mean, it was like any other job where you, you know, you audition for it. Um, this one was special or different in that I literally got the call to come in and audition the same day. So I think I got a call from my agent at like 10 or 11 o'clock um, in the morning and they're like, okay, here are the sides come in at three. And, um, and I, I went in to read with casting and, and actually the director, Kevin was, uh, was, it was, I guess it was FaceTime or um, it was a, a video audition. So oh. I auditioned with them because they, they needed to see everybody. Right. Quickly. And I, right. Um, by that weekend, then I was flying up to Vancouver to come shoot. Um, so it, it happens really, really quickly. I think, yeah, I auditioned on like a Thursday or Friday. And by that weekend I was up in Vancouver. Wow. Um, so that was a bit of a whirlwind, but um, <laughs> there's something so special about Martha's writing. I mean, what they do with Science Hill Delivered, um, and the, the tone is so specific, and she does such an amazing job of adding nuance and, and sensitivity to these storylines. Um, and I think it's just a beautiful reminder that everyone is dealing with a private struggle, and, and to have that comp compassion um, 
I, just the, the storyline between um, Caitlin and her husband was so moving. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. And it was it, interesting. I was oh. I was younger when I did that. It's, um, you know, as somebody who's a little bit older now and, and the starting to have, thinking of starting a family of our own, you know, it was a big topic to consider yeah. in my earlier 30s. <laughs> you know, like the, the infertility is such a yeah. sensitive, deep subject. And the fact that um, they were able to touch upon that in such a, a beautiful way and mm -hmm. the reverberations of what that pain or tragedy can mean. And then um, the hopefulness of, of getting closer together as a couple and working through that. And it's just, um, just really lovely done. Like the writing mm -hmm. is so lovely. Yeah, that's something we talk about a lot with Martha is just how she's able to so delicately handle those sensitive topics in a way yeah. that's, that's meaningful to people. Well, I think it's because she treats her audiences as sophisticated viewers, right? Mm -hmm. You know, um, and there's such a beautiful element of like the, the of whimsical, of whimsy and comedy and, and, and we get to see the characters and really like have the moments of these sort of private thoughts of theirs that we feel like we're on each one of their journey. Like I don't, I, you know, you feel like you're on Shane's journey and Oliver and, um, and Norman and uh, Rita. And it's just so like, I, I, I feel connected to every single character when I watch them. Yeah. 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 We call her the weaver. She just, I love that. We, we, she, the way she weaves the storylines yes. together to mesh so perfectly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So have you ever done any stand up in real life or was that I kind of I mean, a one time thing? Doing this movie was just proof to me that there is a reason I will never make any money touring as a stand up. <laughs> I mean, I would say out of any, I mean, that, I was so nervous about it. The only good thing was like, Brooke, okay, yes, you're going to be on stage trying to be funny, but just remember that, you know, all of the people in the audience are paid to be there and they have to laugh. <laughs> they have to laugh. It's all scripted for you. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's the thing. It wasn't originally all scripted because when I got there, it was like the night before I was supposed to go up and do my comedy routine. I'm like, oh, I guess it's going to be a montage and they're not really going to hear what I have to say. But I'm like, I better come up with something to say because I don't want to be just like saying watermelon, watermelon or whatever, you know? <laughs> so I, 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 I called my boyfriend, who's the funny one in the relationship. <laughs> we got to come up with some... Italian family comedy like I don't know what to you know and then I think it was like at 7 p.m. or 7 30 the writers sent me you know the joke about the pasta and uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> I was like oh my god something to memorize and like you know a pre-approved you know set of comedy I was like I was just mortified um yeah I it was a really fun experience, but I, I, I do, I don't, no, I'm not a com, I'm not a <laughs> You'd rather be in the audience <laughs> listening <laughs> to the comedy. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I was going to ask you about memorable moments from filming, but that's pretty oh, memorable. <laughs> anything, anything else that stands out? Bloopers, funny, uh, fun stories of filming, anything like that? I know it was a while ago. <laughs> yeah, it was a, a while ago. I mean, um, uh, do, do, do. 
No, I mean, I also, I just remember too, Martha being on set and she is, I mean, I think there's a reason why the movies work so well is because there's such a singular vision and, you know, she's just so clear about the direction that the stories need to take. And so um, there was something really refreshing and, and like it felt like you're being taken care of as an actor to have somebody who's there making sure that the stories are being told in, in, in a very specific and sensitive way. So mm-hmm. um, that was amazing. And, and just the cast are so lovely. I had a chance to go out for dinner, uh, out for dinner with uh, Kristen and Crystal and um, they're just really great people. I think it's such a gift in this business to, you know, do stories that you know are important that are, that are going to resonate with audiences in a wonderful way. And then to be able to work on it with people that are also, um, you know, big hearted and, and just lovely people to be around, mm-hmm. you know. Absolutely. Well, uh, as I'm sure you're aware, we, we've got Kevin on, uh, when calls the heart now. Yeah. And so I am betting I'm a when calls the heart fan myself. It's funny when you were talking about getting caught up with breaking bad, because I found when calls the heart when season three was about to start. Oh, wow. So I binged, I binged one and two. Yeah. Uh, when I figured out I could, I didn't know I could. And so I told my husband, I'm not getting into that show. I can't because it's season three and I need to get right, caught up. Yeah. He said, here, it's on Netflix. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> right, play. And the rest is history. And the rest is history. And now I'm the hooked hardy. <laughs> but I'm sure that all hardies are burning with this question. What was it like to be married to Kevin McGarry? On screen, at least. <laughs> Like I said, he's also romantic at heart. And and yeah. so, you know, when I told him, I was like, I told him my plan of, you know, of this kiss anniversary scheming I was doing. And he's like, um, I think he was the one who maybe found he had a friend, or maybe he found like he was at a coffee shop and, and saw that like a musician had posted or something like that. And he gave me the number and I was like, You're amazing. Um <laughs> You know, it was such a like a ro- like such a romantic. I love when people like help me scheme to do things. Yeah. Like um, and yeah, he's. I mean, he's really easygoing too, and lovely, and very good looking. I mean, it's not hard to act with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was funny because I was telling Jess that I had seen you in other projects before, uh, before I watched Sign Seal Delivered. And so I, so I saw you on the screen and said, oh, it's that girl. She's so awesome. She's in this. I love it. I love it. And then I saw, then I saw Kevin, like, I've never seen him. Whoa, he's good looking. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, who is that guy? Whoa. So yeah, it was uh it was a really funny and I loved I loved how they had the first meeting fade away to the wedding. I thought yeah. that was so yeah. good. Like, the meet cute and everything and like, you know, I just love the concept of going to to do a, you know, um a food review at a restaurant and like just being sort of a, a miserable single 30-year-old and like <laughs> I just it was so like the setup was so lovely I think they do 
a really um, amazing job of setting up um, the passage of time yeah. in the show. Um, Definitely. In the movie To the Altar, that whole, um, that the storyline with, with the mom of the-, the She's girl. kept up with it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but with, with, yeah, with the storyline with the, the girl who ends up becoming a children's book writer. But yeah. I mean, it was so beautiful, the, the retelling of it and how you dip in and out of these memories and experiences. And the, like it, it really sets up, it sets up the, the import of someone's lifetime. And so you feel mm-hmm. like you understand, you know, what it means to these characters. Definitely. Um, and that performance was just like, oh. Um, I think her name's Janet Kidder, the, the actor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was just yeah, so she was fun. awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the passage of time is something that really, really, really is done very well in the show. Yeah. Well, to finish up, we like to have a little levity at the end. Okay. So we've, we've got some fun, fired off teen beat questions for okay. you. So what is the best ice cream flavor as far as you're concerned? Oh, mint chocolate chip. <gasps> In a second. I knew I liked this girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've been getting a lot of vanillas lately. And it's like, all right, some variety here. <laughs> all right. What is your favorite color? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I'm a big fan of like a, a sun-kissed glowy amber color. I can tell. Yeah. (laughs) You can. can. Uh, What music are you listening to at the moment? Like, not right this second, obviously. Not this second. Um, I'm very much into Dua Lipa right now. Ah. Okay. Yeah. Um, She's my go-to workout ballad right now. Um, And what else? Um, Musical soundtracks? Yeah, musical soundtracks. (laughs) Um, oh, uh, I am in love with this band called the Black Pumas. They've got this sort of old school 70s funk vibe, and oh. I am just all about them. You'll be fun, the Black Pumas. All right, very nice. Um, what is your go to date night food? Ooh, I mean. I'm going to have to say, actually, in a very Caitlin Castellucci way, uh, Italian, honestly. Like, my- <laughs> hey, it works for us. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm i gluten-free, so it has to be a gluten-free version of all these things. But, um, you know, pizza and pasta. What is your go-to date night activity, uh, either at home or when people were going out? What was I know, it? No, it feels so weird now. <laughs> it's, all, it's always day night. Yeah, because um, we're together. Um, that is a good question. Um, I really like. I mean, here's the thing. My boyfriend and I spend a lot of time together, and that's even like pre-quarantine. So there's a lot of. I kind of feel like a lot of the ways. I know this is going to sound maybe sappy or something, but I would say a lot of the time the way we spend our days almost feel like date days. It's not just date nights. Um, 
I love having we like sappy. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, just having coffee in the morning sometimes is our our chance to, you know, share things that we've been learning or discussing. And um, it's sort of like our check in time. And uh, I love that. It's one of my favorite parts of the day. But we also are very physically active and like to work out together. So we'll go on five mile runs and push each other. And, um, you know, I, I, so I love that too. And um, it's, it's, you know, there's a couple of things that we'll, you know, save for each other to watch on, on TV and watch together, um, like The Mandalorian. Um, <laughs> so um, that's kind of strangely hard to say because I feel like we spend a lot of our days as like date days. Yeah. I think that's sweet. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Dogs or cats? Oh, dogs. That's cover, my girl. cover my cats here in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Growing up, and they were amazing. Um, uh, Kelly and Oliver were their names. No, Kelly and Oscar. That's right. Um, they were two white cats. Uh, but we've been a dog family for since I was little, and I have a really cute, cute cutie pie pooch that I love. So dog. <laughs> it also doesn't help that my boyfriend and my sister are both now allergic to cats. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, That's hard. They do shed a lot. (laughs) Uh, Beaches or mountains? Mountains. All right. Uh, Fancy uh, clothes or sweats? That's a hard question. Because, you know, I've been wearing a lot of not fancy clothes right recently so in this time of uh, that's a really that's a bad question for now yeah (laughs) i'm like i'm kind of just gonna say fancy clothes because it seems like like a spin forever (laughs) a long time since i got dressed up so (laughs) i'm gonna say fancy for now you know what back to date night when we were talking about it we're like we should get dressed up we should have our date night inside but we're gonna get dressed up so I think that's something that we're gonna do yeah oh special yeah that's a great idea favorite holiday oh I mean here's the thing my birthday is December 22nd I know I looked it up Christmas baby Christmas has always like it just is like a lot everything magical and fun and special and being around family is that time of year um that being said I also love to dress up so Halloween is also a high holy holiday um, <laughs> and often you know it's not just one costume it's like what are a couple of costumes like I take it normally very seriously uh, so yeah I I love Halloween all right <laughs> and final question uh, I know it's hard to pick uh, do you have a favorite Hallmark movie it doesn't have to be something you've been in um, but it can be but yes but it can be any of your favorite Hallmark movies? I have to say one that I really loved recently is Love to the Rescue. <gasps> That's a fan favorite. <laughs> a huge fan favorite. Yeah, I just love that movie. And the, the little animated short, too. I mean, just the production. A little, yeah. Their chemistry was so wonderful. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to say that one. I just Love recently it. did a, yeah, I just recently did a, uh, an interview with Nikki and she had so many amazing things mm-hmm. to say about that movie. Yeah. So yeah. I love to work with her. I've, I've yeah. had, um, you know, 
being actresses in Hollywood, we've had a couple of, you know, it's so great to meet other actresses and auditions and then, um, but, um, so I've just sort of peripherally known her, but I've also, of course, followed her work and I think she's just a wonderful human being. And um, I know that she brings a lot of light and humor and positivity to set and I, I would just love to work with her. Mm -hmm. Yep, you're not alone. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Brooke, thank you so, so much oh, for coming on. week, and it was so nice to see your faces and <laughs> and space. So now we just have to figure out um, a Hallmark musical love story set in space. Absolutely. There we go. Let's, Cammie, <laughs> pitch it. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm trying to pitch another one right now, but I will start working on that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so do you have any social media that you'd like to share? Uh, sure, I can be found on, on Insta um, at the real Brooke Nevin, and I'm at Brooke Nevin on Twitter. That's right. And on Instagram, I'm at the real Brooke Nevin. And Jess, where can people find you? You can find me at JessBSWBlog on Instagram and Twitter, or check out my website, BeneathStillWaters.com. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Cammie Drama Girl on Facebook, the Hooked Hardy Facebook page. And my blog is hookedhardy.com. And you can also find the podcast all over uh, social media. Uh, you can follow Deliver Me a Podcast at Deliver Me a Pod or Deliver Me a Podcast. You can also follow the Hallmarkies Pod at Hallmarkies Pod or Hallmarkies Podcast. Don't forget to check out our merch store. It's got lots of great stuff. I think we need to add a t-shirt, Jess. We need to say, love me like Joey loves Caitlin. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so everybody stay safe, stay well, stay happy. We love you all. We're thinking about you and we will talk to you later. Bye. Bye everybody. Bye.